The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Four players were selected by the New York Giants in the seventh round. We already did one of them, Carter Coughlin from Minnesota. We are now on to the second player selected in the seventh round by the Giants, that being TJ Brunson, the linebacker out of South Carolina. Here on the Chris and Joe Show, we will be breaking down Brunson, everything you need to know about him, his potential, what he does as a player, and what he could possibly bring to this Giants roster that has been in need of defensive help. As I've said, though, this is the Chris and Joe Show. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum, presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. Chris, TJ Brunson was a bit of an odd player to evaluate because we were just saying this before we started to record and we were going over our show notes that we couldn't really pinpoint what Brunson did best. But besides that, though, the pick number 238 in the draft, Six foot one, two thirty, two time team captain. So you know he has those leadership qualities. Overall, though, just a, a a guy that doesn't have one thing he does really, really well, except maybe lay these big hits on players and lacks some of the things that you're looking for in terms of a a guy to be a really strong linebacker with a good awareness and and mental processing. He could be a lot better, I think, if he was a little bit cleaner with some of those things. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think. If you want to say one thing he does really well, his elevator pitch, it is physicality. He always brings a physical mentality to his game. Like You can just hear his pads crack on tape whenever he squares up and is able to deliver a tackle. You know, In that way, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Greg Jones. If you remember back a few years, the I believe he was, played strong side linebacker, transitioned to middle linebacker for Michigan State. But, you know, he, Brunson, speaking of, is just a really physical linebacker. But other than that, there's, it's hard to really put your finger on any one thing. That leadership quality and that physicality, honestly, is a really interesting trait to look at and, and a potential reason why Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman wanted to bring a guy like that in. It seems like these later round selections and overall the draft as a whole was getting those high character players, those guys that are, like to hit, like to go out and and make plays, might not be the, the most instinctive or might not have the best athletic traits, aren't really strong all the way around, but are good in one thing or the other that they know that they can mold into a proper 
special teams player, which is really what you're looking for with these seventh round selections. As we did with previous linebackers, specifically Cam Brown, a little bit differently with Carter Coughlin, the way that we're going to look at Brunson is talking about his pass coverage ability, his run support and how he plays the run, as well as his tackling and blitzing. Going right into that pass coverage though, Chris, the thing that I really saw is that I don't think he's a non-factor, but I don't think that he is a major contributor on passing downs. I see a guy that has some struggles with getting in a consistent drop. Uh, there's times where it looks like he got a little bit confused. There was one particular play against Clemson where I watched him spin around I believe almost a full two times trying to locate the football and he thought that there was a route coming behind him. You can never turn your back to the ball in the National Football League. Otherwise, you're going to get toasted play in and play out if you make mistakes like that. But in terms of his drop though, Chris, I just I thought he was really narrow. I thought he was hunched over and I thought that he he didn't have a really good base or really good movement patterns I think that could have made him more consistent than he was on these passing downs. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. He is, I think, much more of a linear athlete than a guy you could trust to play in space all that often. You know, he's got a good burst. You can see that when he closes to tackle. But if you ask him to play in space, move laterally, sometimes it looks like he gets stuck in the mud. And when he drops in coverage, I kind of have to question how good of a mental processor he is. I'm absolutely not saying he is a dumb player or anything like that. It's just that some guys process information just a little bit more quickly. I think sometimes it gets chalked up to instincts when it's just they're seeing and going through the process of determining what the offense is going to do at a very high speed. It might even be a subconscious thing. Brunson reminds me a little bit of Alec Ogletree when the Giants would have him drop into coverage and he would stand there defending grass, waiting to see what the offense does while players are just running past him. And, you know, we saw that with Ogletree. That is really not a good thing to see from a linebacker. Sometimes he does play fast, but it almost looks like he is guessing correctly and when he guesses wrong, he can be way out of position. I like the way that you described it there in terms of him just defending grass. It seems like, and we'll get to this a little bit more talking about it with his ability to play the run, but I see a guy that is not that he's not understanding what's going on and he he lacks a, a football IQ to know what to do and, and to break things down. I just think he's overanalyzing things. I think that he's overthinking what's in front of him and he's just trying to get the perfect read of what's happening and you see him standing still too often not really active feet you're not seeing a guy that is moving and and trying to find where he needs to be I just see a guy that that is overthinking and not getting to where he needs to be quick enough and going to defend various passing lanes on particular plays uh, the other thing though too going on to the the run support and his ability to play the run I noticed a guy that feels really quick, and I think that when he guesses right and he knows when the ball is going to be going in a specific gap and he sees where the play is leading, he will fly upfield 100 miles an hour right at you like a battering ram. I, I watched one particular play again pulling from the Clemson 
uh, game on a goal line situation. They gave the ball to Travis Etienne, and he flew to the outside of the line of scrimmage and knocked him back, preventing any forward progression on a one-yard-to-go play that would have essentially been a a touchdown in that situation. So uh, once he knows what's going on, and if he guesses correctly, he will fly and he will definitely make that play. But the big key there is, is he guessing and does he guess right? Yeah, I, I somehow knew when you started out you were going to go to that Clemson play, and I wouldn't. That was such a good play. I w- I wouldn't be surprised. Eh, I wouldn't be surprised if that play was what got him drafted. You know, a fourth and one goal line stand. That is just an incredible play to have on your highlight reel, and I think that might kind of be the secret with Brunson is give him one job, one read, do this, and in this case come downhill, follow the running back, and don't let him get outside. That's it. And when he doesn't have to go through a series of reads or deciphering eye candy from the offense, he can play fast. And like you said, he comes downhill at 100 miles an hour. He seems to really like hitting guys. And when he does square up, he does a good job of hitting guys. Yeah, when he's there and he's able to make that play and he fits properly, he is a good hitter. He really will slow down any potential forward progression, won't allow anything, any extra yards because he comes in full speed, 100 miles per hour. But Chris, as positive as those things are that we're talking about him coming to make these big hits and these big plays and how that could have potentially made him a draftable prospect... You see him on other plays, and you kind of desire to see more from Brunson. I think that he's just as indecisive, and he. We were joking before the show, and I put it in our notes that it seems like he has this the you know the dial up noise going on in his head, and he's like trying to process and figure out what's going, and it's too late for him to really react and go and make a play in some of these instances. He's getting blocked. He's getting picked up. He just has to be more decisive. He needs to stop overthinking things, needs to come upfield, needs to go and make a play. Because if that happens in the NFL, offensive linemen are a lot quicker at getting to the second level, and they're going to knock him around and prevent him from, from even making any progress towards getting to the football. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a case where if he has to think about it, he's going to be late. And if you are late in college, that's not great. That's bad, especially playing against Clemson or a lot of these other teams in the SEC. If you're late in the NFL, that's it. You're done. You are out of the play. You are probably going to get swallowed up by a dude who's about 100 pounds heavier than you. I think that really will limit what he does on defense because NFL offenses are all about slowing down the defense and simplifying things for their slowing down the defense and simplifying things for themselves. I think if he winds up having to play significant snaps, offenses could wind up targeting targeting him and give him as many things to try to decipher and process as possible and then just run right past him. The other thing too, I noticed a lot that he takes poor angles, he'll not properly attack the ball in these running situations. He'll dive. He won't latch on and grab on in, in these tackling situations. So kind of going into the way he tackles, uh, if he took better angles like he does on these big plays where he makes these big hits, he'd be making more tackles. But I, I, I saw a lot of missed tackles in the, in the games that I watched on him because he's 
diving, like I said, not properly aligning to the football, not coming in, in some cases also arm tackling a little bit. And I think that might all be related to the processing issue where he isn't able to get himself into position soon enough. So he has to take a bad angle because there aren't any good angles left. So if you take a bad angle, then you can't really get in position to make a good form tackle. So you have to arm tackle or you wind up whiffing. And especially if you don't have great lateral agility, it's really tough to make up the lost ground. You know, we mentioned a few times talking about Carter Coughlin. He was a guy who really is good at getting himself into position. So even if he isn't a great athlete, he he has the footwork to make up for it. And that's something you don't often see with Brunson. It's really if he guesses right, he's good. If he has to think about it or if he guesses wrong, it, it's just not there. Next, we're going to discuss his ceiling, his floor as a player, and then also, as always, the things that he needs to work on and improve on if he wants to become a better player at the NFL level. Before we get to that, though, folks, we're going to take a really short commercial break. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Seemingly with a lot of these linebackers that the Giants selected, specifically Cam Brown, Brunson is in the same boat for what he really, really needs to work on. And you could probably guess for what we just picked him apart a little bit for, which is just processing and awareness. I think he understands what's going on in front of him. I think he knows what the offense is doing and what he needs to do. But the Giants and Patrick Graham need to coach him up in the sense of you don't need to overthink things so much. You just need to react when you see something. You need to go and make those plays. Don't guess, but read what's in front of you and go make those plays. I don't think this is terribly unfixable. Sometimes these guys that do overanalyze things, it's not something you can really get rid of. But I think in this case, though, 
that you could at least speed things up a little bit for him so he could become a viable backup and make the roster. Yeah, and it could just be a case where a different teacher will help him. You know, he absolutely nothing against Will Muschamp at South Carolina. He is a very good defensive coach. He's a very bright defensive mind. But you know, sometimes certain coaches, certain teachers just don't vibe well with their students or players and maybe just a different teaching method, teaching style, different tack will get through and get the results where a different one wouldn't get the results. So maybe getting Patrick Graham and Brett Bielema and these guys who have, who just come from different experiences, different coaching lineages, maybe that will help with uh, just teaching him how to read the offenses and get through his reads quicker. Some of the other things, you know, like he's not going to get any taller, so he, he can't really improve on being 6'1". And for his height and his game, 230 is fine. He's probably not going to get any bigger. And I'm not really sure how much you can prove his lateral his lateral agility and, and overall athleticism. I think that kind of is what it is at this point. So I think really improving that mental footwork is his best path forward to improving as a player. And again, it's not really something that is an overnight fix. It's not something that is always a guaranteed fix, but you can at least improve his understanding of the game with NFL coaches around him. Maybe he understands things a little bit better. You have a defensive coordinator that has a background of working with linebackers. So maybe Patrick Graham can really get that out of him and get a little bit better awareness out of Brunson. The other thing too, though, that I really saw from him for a guy that likes to hit and, and a big hitter when trying to go and make these tackles. And heck, I even saw a play where he suplexed to an extent uh, a ball carrier because he was trying to go for that, that big aggressive move on a, on a play. Uh, he doesn't really stack and shed that well. And as I've talked about this before, what stacking and shedding is, is a linebacker reacting where the ball is, seeing an oncoming blocker, getting long extension on a blocker, not allowing them to get inside, and then as he's reading where the ball carrier is going, shedding that blocker. So if it's a tight end, an offensive lineman, you name it, that is what needs to be done. So sometimes these guys that struggle will come in a little bit too close to offensive linemen, causing them to get blocked. And I think that his problems with stacking and shedding relate a little bit with him being indecisive. I think that he just needs to be sticking to his technique, going in, following what he needs to do, and just reading where the ball is a little bit better. I don't think it's so much what he's doing in the stacking and shedding part, but I think he could also implement his power and his explosiveness a little bit better in those situations. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Sometimes it almost looks like he would rather run around blockers than try to stack and shed and go through blockers. And just considering his overall strengths and weaknesses as a player, that seems like a kind of an odd choice. Yeah, it's a little bit odd to me that you have this big, powerful, not super big, but you have a powerful linebacker, shows he likes to hit, but for some reason chooses to run around guys. And you can't do that at the NFL level. You can't run around linemen. It's just not going to work. You're wasting time. You're going to get caught up or picked off by somebody else because you're running out of your rushing lane. You need to attack it head on. And at the very least, if you can't make a play, if you can at least make and initiate contact with an offensive lineman, 
sometimes you can at least slow things down and fill a gap and slow down a running back at the very least. But if you move out of where you're supposed to be playing, you're going to give up big rushing gains by making mistakes like that. Last thing, though, Chris, and something we already kind of spoke about, I think that there needs to be day one an attention put on his stance, his drops. That's a very simple fix. That's just working and drilling how you're lining up, how how you're you're going through your progressions on a pass drop and all that stuff. Because right now, like I said earlier, he's too narrow. He's hunched over. He doesn't have a proper base. I don't think he moves as fluidly as he could. Just spend those first couple of weeks of training camp with him. See if he can make some progress with, with those issues. Yeah, and other than improving the mental aspect of his game, that probably is the best fix for him. Maybe improving how he starts with his stance, uh, improving his technique with his drops, maybe that will help to unlock him playing in space. You know, it's it's very difficult to play in space, cover, or honestly do much of anything from a variety of other disciplines if the base and foundation, the fundamentals, are just off. Chris, for his ceiling and his floor, we were in pretty good unison and an agreement on what we see from him, what he could become. He's not a high ceiling guy, and that's not really what you're looking for with seventh rounders. Some of these guys that we've talked about have had decently high ceilings, but what we see with Brunson is just a player that's going to be a special teams contributor and a backup linebacker. I think that he has those traits that you're looking for, being a good leader, being willing to hit and make plays. I think he's the perfect guy that you send down on kickoff to go uh, break the wedge and and make a play and at least slow down the progression of a, a kick return. That's exactly what I want from Brunson. I just don't see him really developing into a starting linebacker. I think some of those processing issues could improve, but I think that right now they're a little bit too much for him to actually step in and become a starting linebacker, especially with all the guys in front of him. Yeah, I, I agree completely. And I think if the Giants can get a regular special teams contributor out of a seventh round pick, they'll take that. And really what I saw with him playing his best when he has very limited responsibilities, doesn't have to try to decipher a whole lot of things that really might play into a special teams role where this is your lane, (laughs) go down, like I said, break the wedge, make the tackle. If the ball is in your lane, just stay in your lane. Keep the integrity of your lane intact. Yeah, don't go where you're not supposed to. Don't go into anybody else's lane. Just run down the field, do your job. And I think that's something he could do well and should play to his strengths. Yeah, with a lot of these later round day three guys we've talked about, we all see and envision them being good special teams contributors. And that's really what you're looking for with these day three guys. If at least one or two of them or even just one develops into a contributor in various defensive or offensive situations, that's a huge positive. But if you get that out of him in terms of special teamer, I think that's realistic. That's probably what's going to happen. But for a floor, if we're just being realistic, some of these problems that he had... I think that he could be an early candidate to get cut during training camp and then eventually put onto the practice squad. I just, I, I think that some of these other linebackers who are currently on the roster, who have been around a little bit longer, will have an advantage over him because they're more experienced. And right now, it's a bit of an uphill battle, I think, for someone like Brunson because of how many guys that they've brought in to address the position and also 
the speculation that we think that Carter Coughlin is going to get transitioned and moved to an off-ball linebacker, same spot that TJ Brunson was playing in South Carolina. Yeah, there is definitely a numbers game at play. The Giants drafted four late-round linebackers. It's not likely that they'll be keeping all of them. I think being a cut at the end of training camp, you know, during final cutdowns, is a real possibility for Brunson and also Tay Crowder, the Giants' final draft pick, who's the final draft pick, period. I, I don't think people should be terribly disappointed if that happens, because I do think he's a guy they will try to sneak through to their practice squad. And you never quite know. And maybe they have injuries during the year. In fact, that's pretty much a given. There will be injuries. Maybe he's a guy they can call up who can contribute on special teams and maybe take the special teams duties of another backup who has the potential to at least be a competent starter. Certainly a, a difficult situation for Brunson to fight through, and we're eventually going to break down the linebacker position group and every single position group, so you'll get a better feel for how we see Brunson fitting in and where he lines up with all of that competition at that linebacker position for the Giants and all those young guys that he's going to be fighting with to make this 53-man, or 55-man roster, rather. Thank you for tuning in, though, folks. That's all we have for you today on the TJ Brunson Breakdown on the Chris and Joe Show. Be sure to rate and subscribe and let us know what you think about the show wherever you might be listening to us or on Twitter. Also, follow us at Big Blue View. You can follow me at Joe DeLeon, and you can follow Chris at Raptor. M-K-I-I. Next show, we will be talking about Chris Williamson, the defensive back out of Minnesota.